Thank you, Brother Vaughn. I appreciate so very much that beautiful song, that beautiful reminder. Amen. Members, regular attenders, visitors, and friends. This past year has been one of long, deep valleys for me personally. Both my mother-in-law and my wife were diagnosed with cancer, and Dennis was diagnosed with a neurological disorder. My grandfather has been expected to pass away and if we include Cameron leaving for school, our church has said goodbye to 15 different people in the last year. Our altars have been barren. I cannot recall a single soul testifying to praying through for salvation at our church. Our VBS gained no children for our Sunday school. Our living nativity was sparsely attended. Disappointments and discouragements have littered our pathway. I confess that there have been times that I have wondered if I could go on. But I have heard my sweet shepherd say, Do not fear. I know the way. For I have walked this valley before. I have not had to walk these valleys alone. And as the storms of life have assailed, I have found that my Jesus does not fail. His promises are true. And he has seen me through. Now, I don't wish to paint an overly negative picture. There have been tremendous blessings along the way. We have added to our congregation 10 people. The Miller family, Bryson, Autumn, and three precious foster children. And of course, there's a new little life that hasn't been born yet. And we're looking forward to meeting him or her in God's perfect timing. There were two ministry highlights for me this past year. First, we added six new members to our church. Jimmy and Amy Steele, Alex and Lorinda Dodsworth, and of course, my wife and I. They instantly became our church's youngest members. That's an incredible thing to know that God is preserving for us a future. It's an important, it's an important uh, event for our church. And I would encourage those that are not yet members to please consider uh, joining the church. Be a part. Secondly, I was blessed to be able to dedicate Bryson to the Lord. I pray that his life will be one of fierce devotion to the King who loves him so very much. Of course, we want to take some time to reflect on what the Lord has done for us in this past year. And to be honest, I hesitate to even try to list all of the things that we've tried to do. I'm sure that we will forget some, but um, some of the things that I noted is we had two revivals, participated in the fishing derby, held a long, uh, week-long VBS, had a 4th of July gathering, a Sunday school picnic, a living nativity, a Christmas program, hosted two IBS groups, and a lock-in. 
Our website continues to reach people around the world with the message of the gospel and the freedom from the bondage of sin. We started our Helping Hands Fund this past year where we have been able to help those in need. We never take an offering for this, instead relying on your generosity to enable us to be a blessing. And really, I don't do a very good job of reminding you of, you, uh, you of that fund. And yet, um, we do have some money in there, and we thank you so very much for those that give towards that. Over the past year, we've completed several sermon series. They included uh, Asa, A Full Commitment, Questioning Our Identity, which was a look at the temptations of Christ, The Five R's of Prayer, which was a study in the Lord's Prayer, Revival in the Book of Jonah, Lessons from the Life of Jonathan, The Empty Things of Christmas, First and Second Thessalonians, and Zechariah. Of course, there are many standalone sermons and Wednesday night prayer meeting messages, including our four-month look at 1 Corinthians 13. Something that I'm very excited about is the remodel that we are currently doing in the fellowship hall. When it is finished, we will have a new serving bar and an island in the middle of the kitchen. There will be outlets for crock pots so that we do not have to worry about tripping over them. The countertop will be granite and will not require hot pads to protect it. Uh, with the opening in the wall between the kitchen and the seating area, the kitchen will receive better heating and cooling. Furthermore, we will be adding more lighting to the kitchen. This project is going to cost us more than $3,000 to complete, but the board believes the improvements are well worth it. None of these things are possible except by the generous giving of both time and money. To be honest, again, I hesitate to begin a list of people who have volunteered for fear of forgetting someone, but I would like to thank Brother Gary Kleins for all that he does around here. I think he spends more time on the church property than I do. He's always fixing something. I so appreciate him. He and his sidekick, Brother John, or is it the other way around, have fixed broken things in the parsonage more times than I can count. Brother John is often found building something, and he and Sister Bonnie take care of our Wednesday night suppers to make things easier for Trisha on prayer meeting nights, and you don't know what a blessing that is. All of our musicians are amazing. Just once did we have a Sunday without music. All of us who were here would all freely state how appreciative we are of our musicians. Thank you, Sister Susan, Sister Ruth Kleins, Brother Jimmy, Brother Alex, Sister Jennifer, Sister Amy, and Sister Lorinda. If you have an instrument, please bring it. It really is a blessing. For one, it covers up my singing voice. So. I also want to thank all of our song leaders, Brother Dean, Brother Gary Kleins, Brother Doyle, Brother Alex, Brother Rocky, Brother Vaughn, all of our Sunday school teachers and their assistants, Brother Vaughn and Brother John, Brother Doyle, Brother Jimmy, Brother Alex, Brother Wesley, Sister Vaughn, Sister Denise, and Sister Jennifer. A special thanks to Brother Jimmy for conducting the evening services and Brother Alex and Brother Brandon Miller for filling in. Thank you, Brother Bob, for cleaning the church each week. It's a blessing to be able to worship in a clean church. 
The work that Chase does on our website, our sound and our recordings is nothing short of brilliant. I have no idea how many hours he spends giving us an excellent website, the recordings that are available. Thank you, Chase, for all your hard work. Thank you also to Brother Rocky and Brother Brandon Miller for filling in for him when necessary. Something else that has happened this year is Brother Brandon Miller and I have worked together to develop a provisional church logo and motto. If you have a church pen, you've seen it. Next week when the congregation has a chance to respond, we want to hear what you think. I really appreciate Lorinda making up the music schedule. I know this is time-consuming chore, and thank you everyone who makes it easy by saying yes when she asks you to sing a special. Sister Jennifer worked very hard on our living nativity with the help of many others. Our VBS had several helpers. Dennis and Brandon are usually the first to shovel the church's sidewalks when it snows. Sister Vaughn does a fantastic job decorating the church. Brother Jimmy, just so appreciate the bulletins, the work he does with them. Sister Peggy and Brother Bob and Sister Julie and Brother Wes have watched our girls when we've had to travel for Wichita for Trisha. You don't know how much these things mean to us. Being so far away from home, from family, you really have been a family to us. We thank you for it. We don't take it lightly. Really, this church has been a tremendous blessing to us. People have taken us out to eat, given us cards, money, gifts. Most of all, you've, we have felt both your love and your prayers. We're thankful that God called us to Altamont. And daily I strive to be the pastor worthy of how well you treat us. And I know I fall short. But I'm thankful for each one of you. There are five that really deserve special recognition. Our board members, Brother Doyle, Brother John, Brother Gary Kleins, and Brother Gary Skank, as well as our wonderful secretary and treasurer, Sister Ruth Kleins. They're wonderful to work with. Each brings a unique perspective and a set of values to the board. There's good unity and cooperation I can't tell you how much I appreciate just the unity on our board. Not one person gets the sole voice. And I've served on lots of boards where board members have deflected to one voice. And our board isn't like that. Each one has a, their own voice. And I don't have to prime them and beg them for their opinion. I appreciate it. If I've forgotten you, I'm sorry. I know there are many who clean up the fellowship hall, make meals, have various outreach ministries, organize things. Our Sunday school secretaries and treasurers. And so much 
that is done to make our church work. I want you to know that your work, even if it's been forgotten here in my state of the church address, will not be forgotten in heaven. So far I have spoken to you about the past and the present, but now it's time for us to look forward toward the future. One of the things that we are working on in addition to the fellowship hall remodel is getting our church ready for vi live video streaming. Right now people can listen in on the services but cannot see what is happening, nor can they hear the congregation. Last Sunday night, those who were listening online could not enjoy the testimonies. They mostly heard silence. And I thought how sad that is that we had a good service here, but those online didn't get to enjoy that. This year, we want to make live video streaming a reality. Something that has been mentioned to me by at least three different people is a desire to have a projector and a screen in the sanctuary, much like Brother Tucker used during our spring revival. I see both positives and negatives to doing this, and the board wants to hear your feedback next week on whether you want to pursue that or not. Another thing that we want to hear from you about is the afternoon services we sometimes have when we have a carry-in dinner on Sundays. We do this to help those who are traveling in. Is this something that we should continue or is there not a benefit? Also this year, we tested eliminating the Sunday school preliminaries do you feel like this is working, or do you want to go back to the way things were? Our living nativity was not attended well this year. Do we want to take a break from it? Do we want to make a float for the Christmas parade instead? Perhaps you want to make a float to advertise our living nativity. We don't know, and we want your thoughts. There are three important ventures that I want to suggest for your consideration and for you to pray about throughout this week as we prepare for the congregational meeting Sunday night. First, our church bathrooms are in serious need of a remodel. Many have mentioned that they're not very nice looking, and they'd like to see a larger foyer. And our bathrooms are not handicap accessible. I believe that we send a message that Christ isn't for everyone when we don't have handicap accessible restrooms. And so with the remodel of the bathrooms, an extension of the foyer, and maybe, if possible, my study to be enlarged so that when I'm counseling more than one person at a time, it's a little more comfortable. We'd like to see that happen. Brother Gary Kleins tells me that we have to replace these boards every year and We've delayed doing something permanent because we know that this expansion is, is going to take place. But last year and, and this year, we are wasting $1,000 each year for these patches 
that could be taken care of if we would just get the remodel done. I don't believe this is good stewardship. Either we must move forward on the remodel or decide that that is not something we're going to be doing and just do something permanent on the outside. Now, I'm going to digress here. I know that in the last major remodel of the church that there were some feelings hurt. Some people had different ideas about how it should be done. People who were involved had their feelings hurt by things that were said to them. And these things should not be. We're not all going to get what we want. I have my ideas of how I like things to look. And you have your ideas of how you like things to work. And there's no way I'm going to get 50 people to agree on anything. There's a lot of times I don't agree with myself. How am I going to get you all to agree on one thing? But I don't believe that's an excuse not to do what God would have us to do and have facilities that are comfortable and welcoming for visitors. And so this, this week, I'd like you to prayerfully consider, do you want to move forward with the remodel? Or do we want to move forward with a permanent um, siding job, something on the outside? We want our church to be appealing both outside and inside. Secondly, and I suppose this may be a little controversial, I would like to start up a junior church. The Lord has given us several new children, and I hope many more on the way. I know many of you like to have your family sit together on Sunday mornings, so my, it is my suggestion that we do this over the evening service in the fellowship hall. Several advantages to this. Also, children wouldn't have to get up early uh, on Sundays. What I'd like to do is I'd like to get three teams on a rotation basis. Each team would have a theme that they would be working on to be teaching the children, kind of like an extended VBS. And then after their six weeks, on the seventh week, they would, in the evening service, present what they've been learning. They would, they would sing their songs. They would... Uh, quote the scriptures that they've learned. They would, uh, the, the team would share with us what they've been teaching the children. Barner Research tells us that the best way to keep our kids is to get them involved in their teens and for them to have three meaningful relationships with adults who are not their parents in the church. I'd like to see at least one teenager on each team. Parents of teenagers would not be on the same team as their child. The idea is to create intergenerational relationships, reaching our kids with the gospel and reaching out into our community. Of course, we'll need volunteers. We'll need your approval. The third idea that I have, and something that we have talked about on the board, is to schedule a church missions trip to Guatemala to be a blessing to Keith and Crystal in the summer of 2021. I want to especially encourage our young people to go, assuming there's good support for this plan. I recognize that TLC is a great avenue for our kids to go on short-term missions trip, but there are several advantages uh, to us to do a trip on our own. First is the expenses will be considerably less. There's no boot camp and other fees. Secondly, we go together. There's another opportunity to build those intergenerational relationships that Barna tells us is so important. Thirdly, we get to help missionaries that we love and support. 
Finally, we could raise our funds together. I'm not planning for the church to pay for all of it. I want each person to raise as much support as they can by use of fundraisers, letter writing, or earning it. Proverbs 29.18 tells us, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Many a preacher and business person has used this verse in order to justify their casting of their own vision. But this is not a call for a man-made vision. I've already stated what I would like to see happen in our near future. And I believe that these desires come from the Lord. However, the vision that the proverb writer is calling us to is a vision of the Lord. There are churches that are known for being a praying church. There are some that are known for their outreach ministries. Others are known for their music or their preaching. If I'm honest, most of my ministry I've sought to shape our church into a praying and a caring church. But I believe that God is calling us to something higher. God wants us to be a people who keep before our eyes a vision of who God is. If we can get a vision of His majesty, of His holiness, and His glory, then we will be a praying church. We will be a caring church. Lord, let this be the year that we, like Isaiah, will see the Lord high and lifted up. May this be the year that your train will fill our little church. May this be the year that we join the angels in shouting, Holy, holy, holy. May this be the year that the coal will touch our lips and purify your people. May this be the year that we respond to your call. Here am I, Lord. Send me. The state of the ultimate holiness church is that we need God more than ever. I need him more than ever. But the good news is that he is available as he ever was. And he promised that if we would seek him with our whole heart, he would be found. Thank you, and God bless each one. Let's stand together. Anybody behind me to tear up my speech? <laughs>